Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 14, chapter 163. Though falling into serious illness, he recovers through God's aid. It was in November that year that Philip fell into a continual fever, which never let up. It was severe and dangerous, troubling him acutely for 40 full days. As the disease grew daily worse, everyone thought death was not far off. But beyond all hope, he was suddenly restored to full health. The doctors considered this was miraculous, taking his age into consideration, and have said so publicly on oath. Something remarkable happened to Girolamo Cordelia, one of those who tended him in this illness. One evening, he found Philip in a very bad state and said Philip is now in such a perilous condition that he must be considered in danger of death. He came back the next morning and asked anxiously how he was. Philip had heard nothing of what Cordelia had said, but called him apart and told him, Cordelia, this disease I have is not as fatal as you imagine. I shall get up again from it. While he was suffering from that same disease, there was a number of boys whose confessions he was accustomed to hear and he refused to allow them to go to anyone else for confession, for many good reasons. Wait a little, he told them. Do not worry. I myself will hear you confess your sins at the feast of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It happened as he had predicted. He shortly afterwards recovered completely from his illness to the surprise of the doctors who had expected Philip to depart this life before then. He heard the boy's confessions and those of many others. It was noticeable how often the Holy Father was restored to health after dangerous illnesses, which, in the opinion of the most experienced doctors, had brought him into peril of his life. Although human remedies had been of no use, or had not even been tried. It was God's power that saved him. This is something the doctors who looked after him have confirmed on oath. It was noticed also how Philip could be restored to full bodily health after a dangerous illness so quickly that the doctors who thought him close to death in the evening found him the following morning completely rid of his affliction. I should add that the best doctors also considered it miraculous that when Philip was already advanced in age, he was able to sustain life with so very little nourishment, whether he were in sickness or good health. Some of them have confirmed this on oath as a divine miracle. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, 
to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, flower of purity, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we say that we should not take the Lord's name in vain, what does that mean? What does that second commandment mean? Do not take the Lord's name in vain. Well, in vain is related to vanity, which from Latin means empty. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. Do not take the Lord's name in an empty way, in a way that doesn't mean anything. Which means you can take the Lord's name for something important. So tonight, several times we've heard that people, particularly these doctors, spoke of something on oath. That is, they put their hand on a Bible and taking the Lord's name in the name of Jesus Christ, they promised that what they said was true. That they promised under oath, taking God's name as truth, as guaranteeing what they say, that what they said was true. These are the best doctors of the day, which tells us, A, that the best doctors of the day believed in God that they believed in miracles, that they believed in prayer, and that they were willing to testify with God as their witness that they were telling the truth. These are men who believed in science, they believed in medicine, they believed in the great gifts that God has given us through human reason to discover things through science and medicine, and yet all that they knew was not sufficient to explain what would happen to St. Philip, that he would have a fever that could go away overnight. It had been for 40 days. He would be in danger of death the night before. The next day, he would be better. And these doctors had firsthand knowledge of what his condition was like. And they knew from their experience how long it takes to get someone recovered. And there he was in the morning as though nothing had happened. And this is beyond their medical explanation. Now, why would St. Philip be given this grace? Well, what was one of St. Philip's greatest missions? His greatest mission was to hear confessions. He became the apostle of Rome, the second apostle of Rome, partly through the confessional. Day in and day out in the same city, for 45 years, he was a doctor of souls, taking away not bodily diseases, although he would do that too, but primarily taking away spiritual diseases. And when we go to confession, by the power of the blood of Jesus, our souls are immediately healed of the deadly diseases and even the not-so-deadly diseases that we carried in there. St. James chapter 5 says, Confess your sins one to another. Are any sick? Let them call for the priests of the church, and let the priests pray over them. 
and the prayer of faith will save the sick persons. And then he adds, confess your sins one to another, for the prayer of the righteous man availeth much. In other words, the Lord established priests, presbyters in his church to whom we could confess our sins. And remember when Jesus healed the man, the paralytic, when they, in Matthew chapter 9, when they lowered him down from the roof. And he said to the man, your sins are forgiven. And they said, how can you do this? And he said, so that you might know that the son of man, the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said, rise, take up your pallet and walk. And then they, they were amazed that God had given such authority to men. You see, they were amazed that men, they didn't believe Jesus was God. They believed that a man could be the instrument of God's forgiveness, that God's forgiveness could flow through the humanity of Jesus. That's what they were amazed at. And that's the authority that Jesus gave to his apostles. He breathed on them after the resurrection. Whose sins you forgive, he told them, are forgiven. As the Father sent me, so I send you. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. And so from that day until the end of the world, God raises up men who will be his instruments of mercy. The ministry of reconciliation, St. Paul calls it. And that's the special mission that St. Philip had. Every priest can hear confessions. Every priest has to hear confessions. But God raises up some priests like St. Philip to renew this sacrament in the church. When it had fallen away, he renewed it. And these miraculous bodily restorations that St. Philip underwent, like the paralytic in the gospel, instantly cured. What are those a sign of? It's a sign that Jesus Christ has the power to cure spiritual diseases in an instant. And so let us never, ever, ever think that we cannot be forgiven in confession. Let us never think we've done something so bad that it can't be forgiven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.